Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Hey, one final thing before we jump into today's episode. Uh, Sports Renaissance Man. That's me, sportsrenaissanceman.substack.com. It is a daily newsletter um, where I cover all kinds of uh, great sports content, personal essays, uh, links to full episodes of this very show, um, Tennessee Vols, Atlanta sports, NFL, NBA, college football. I write about it all. Boy Meets World. Yeah, you can find all of it on the Sports Renaissance Man newsletter by just going over to sportsrenaissanceman.substack.com. Dot com. Type your email today. Become a subscriber. If you like listening to the show, I think you might like reading my work as well. Combination, writing, podcasting, two of my favorite things. And you can find it over at sportsrenaissanceman.substack.com. Check it out today. Also check out chasenomspodcast.com. New website. Looks great. All kinds of great links. Check them both out. Bookmark them. Sportsrenaissanceman.substack.com type an email that easy that simple do it today and then chase podcast.com as well for all the links full episode notes um about the show how we got started who i am if you're not familiar with the chase thomas podcast and just me chase thomas um outside of here in knoxville tennessee local atlantan um and all that good stuff all the information you need chase thomas podcast.com then email me chase thomas podcast at gmail.com for any questions, mailbag stuff, anything for me or my hosts each and every week, co-hosts each and every week, Chase Thomas Podcast at gmail.com. Thanks, guys. Hey, y'all. Thanks for checking out the Chase Thomas Podcast. If you are not already a subscriber and this is your first time listening, welcome to the show. Appreciate you guys checking out uh, what we've got cooking here on the program. Um, if you enjoy what you hear today, please make sure you hit that subscribe button on your preferred podcast player. New episode, new content every single day tennessee vols atlanta sports guys sports reporters assemble nfl nba college football all that and more right here on this feed each and every day your favorite writers analysts personalities in the space on this very feed every day so if you like that you like the best national sports talk with a local flavor outside of here in knoxville tennessee then this is the show for you so make sure you're locked in 
on your preferred podcast player. And if you're already a subscriber, you know what I'm about to say. But if you could, please leave this show a five-star rating and write a review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or however you're listening. I promise you it helps this show continue to grow, helps other people find the show, and all that good stuff. So if you could take a second today and you're already a fan, you love the show, tell a friend, family member, co-worker, whoever about the Chase Moms Podcast as we get bigger and bigger each and every day here in Tennessee. I would greatly appreciate it. Five-star review or five-star rating. Write a review. I promise it helps in a major way. Takes a second. Hit that pause button. Take care of its day. And uh, yeah, we greatly appreciate it. Chase Thomas podcast. The Chase Thomas podcast. Um, my nephew needs me to record. See, I hate. I already hate it. I hate it. All right, hello, and welcome back to another episode of the Chase Thomas Podcast, where I'm still the aforementioned Chase Thomas, coming to you live from Knoxville, Tennessee, everything school HQ, Preds Power, on a Saturday. It's been a few weeks, but we're back. It's just the the doldrums of the offseason. Everything is done, so what are we going to do? Uh, we're not going to dive into more of the minutiae of the National Predators right now. It's it's a slow time. We've hit everything that you can go check out on this very feed, on the YouTube show, uh, everywhere else. Uh, we've got a lot of good uh, Preds content over the summer, but we are going to get into our division by division preview. And to help me do that, because I could not do it alone, Brian Baston of OnTheForeCheck.com, a very good Nashville Predators website that you should go visit and bookmark if you have not already, is here. Brian, good afternoon, sir. How are you? I am doing good. Yeah, like you said, it's been the doldrums. I've had time to actually pay attention to uh, college football stuff a little bit. Um, kids are back, both back in school, so I feel like I've got a little bit of freedom back back in my life. It's mm-hmm. not it's it's not bad, but I was th- thinking about this the other day. I was just like, man, I'm gonna regret this once things start happening like all the time, like maybe like a month before the season. But I was like, I am, I'm, I'm actually fully ready for the NHL to be back. I'm just. I'm ready to be disappointed again. Well, I'm just ready for sports to be back. And yeah. look, I love baseball, but like we got nothing on every weekend. And I'm just um, I'm going a little stir crazy with how close we are to football and how close we are to just that being my weekends and hearing the sounds that I know and love. Bump, 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 bump. I, I need those in my life. Mm-hmm. I need the CBS uh, important game sound. I need all of those things. Uh, I've been uh, spending all summer preparing my body for the uh, the Joe Milton experience. So Bazooka Joe. It's yeah. uh, it's going to be a fun time. I'm so excited. Um, are you going to go to the game, by the way, Brian, in Nashville? Because we open against Virginia in Nashville. Oh, uh, now that you say that, yeah, I definitely should try. <laughs> yeah, it's they open in Nashville. Um, home game. It, That's nice. Yeah, it's at Nissan, uh, Nissan Stadium, uh, Titans home. So it should be a good one. Also here, Flames Nation, Pinstripe Alley, Renegades of Puck on the forecheck everywhere he's probably got a byline jeff middleton jeff good afternoon sir how are you i'm good i'm good yeah it's it's gonna be fun i like uh i I like to think that i pay enough attention to the nhl to talk a little bit about some of these teams that we're going to talk about today so it should be fun (laughs) absolutely well we're going to break down uh the metro division here on this week's show and we're going to kind of spend uh five to seven minutes on each particular team here and i think we start with the columbus blue jackets jeff what um where do you like how do you want to organize this with just kind of the recap of what they've done what stands out to you and then i think a grade would be fun based on what kind of off season 
they have had thus far. What would you what what grade would you give and what do you, what stands out to you based on what they've done this offseason? Um I mean they've made some pretty interesting moves over this offseason. I think you know last season they weren't very good. Obviously they ended up with the third overall pick uh snagging some Adam Fantilli from the NHL draft um which I love that's going to be that's mm-hmm. going to be fun and me being in Ohio I get to I'm only 2 hours away so I get to go drive and watch him play so that should be fun um but yeah I mean I think that they they made some interesting moves they they brought in Ivan Provorov and uh Damon Severson um two guys who could be you know solid additions to the back end they have you know they're flaws and their their strengths um both are you know good skaters they can move the puck up the ice they're they're offensive defensemen um and i think i like david severson's defense a little bit more than ivan proverops but um they're kind of the same archetype of player um and uh yeah i mean they didn't there's there's not a, a ton else going on um they you know they they're going to keep incorporating young guys. Kent Johnson's going to get a, you know, another crack at a full year. He's, I mean, he was really good last year. I thought when I watched him, um, he was a ton of fun. Adam Boquist is slowly, but surely improving. Um, he's another guy that they have on the back end. That's really good at, you know, moving the puck and, you know, transitioning it up the ice. Um, so they could be, uh, a, a fun team to watch, especially with Johnny Gaudreau and, you know, all the, all the regular guys, Patrick Lyonet, Zach Orensky. Um, but I guess the real question would be, you know, what's, what's the, the plan under the new head coach um, who is not someone that I'm fond of uh, hmm. and not someone that a lot of people are fond of. Um and that's, you know, Mike Babcock. Um, so uh, it, it'll be interesting to see kind of what their strategy is because, you know, they're they're loading up on guys who can be strong offensively. They can, you know, play fast, play a fast game that can, you know, stretch the ice and they have forwards that can move the puck well. Like, they you know, they're, they're turning into a fun team and some thought that last season they were going to make the playoffs or at least contend for a playoff spot. Um, but they didn't and, you know, their, their goaltending is, is a question mark, you know, can Elvis Merz Lincoln's bounce back from a year that I don't think many people thought he would have. Um, he didn't have that solid of a year and then Eunice Corpusalo, you know, he's traded to LA. Um, so that'll be, you know, that'll be another question mark, but yeah, I think, I think Babcock and goaltending are the two places where they really have to figure out a plan and um, work from there. Um, as far as a grade for the off season, um, that's kind of, that's an interesting one. Cause you know, I, I don't last year, I thought the blue jackets could make the playoffs. Like I, I was, I was someone that I believed that they were a good team already. And last year they faced a ton of injuries, um, but they had guys like, you know, Kirill Marchenko that came in and, you know, was, scoring goals and not registering any assists, which I still find really funny. Um, he had like 13 goals and zero assists over a span of games, which was, which I love that. Um, shout out to Kirill Marchenko for that. But uh, yeah, I mean, they have, they have a team that, that could be good barring any injury problems. And um, 
you know, I think add, adding Fantilli is huge. I think I think adding those two defensemen to kind of shore up the back end is is a good move. Um, not a fan of of, of Babcock at all. Um, so I think I'd probably give him somewhere in the. I'd probably give him like a B or a B minus. Um, Do they strike you all- as a playoff team next year? Is there a path to them getting out of this number three spot? Are they gonna, or would you guess based on where they're at that they're gonna be around number three again? next year um i don't think they'll be a playoff team but i also don't think they'll be a lottery team if they're if they stay healthy okay um i think the roster's too good to be a lottery team but they're at the point now where like young guys are in there and they, if they stay healthy of course if they don't stay healthy i think they'll be a lottery team again um which you know that's been a problem for them the last couple of years so um that's something definitely to watch out for um but yeah, and I, I, but yeah, I think you know, I don't, I don't think their offseason was bad per se. I thought that I thought that they made some solid moves, but the coaching hire doesn't thrill me, um, and they didn't make a ton of moves outside of those defensemen that where I was really like, oh wow, okay, so they're going for it. Oh, Brian, you're muted. What was the grade there that you uh, you gave them? I gave him like a B, B minus. Yeah. That's much higher than I than I would have I would have said because, yeah, I mean, I, I the Severson move was a really good one. I like that one a lot. I really I was really hoping that Nashville would take a swing at him. I think he revitalized himself quite a bit in New Jersey, and I just think he could be a guy that would really be a good, you know, standout second pair, even maybe possibly top pair. Uh, just Nashville, just because they're so thin on defense. I thought that would have been a great signing, and to get him, um, you know, six point two is pricey but it, it's still he's a good player and i think it would have been a good signing but i mean if you look at the rest of the roster i mean aside from mike babcock which you know columbus is a smart organization and i just i did not see that coming from from um from them um i just it, it makes no sense you talk about you know like players being injured and staying healthy and stuff not not necessarily the guy you want to keep but i mean you know Gaudreau, Line A, Roslevic, Boone Jenner, fine. But I mean, like, they've got Matthew Olivier, who's probably going to be in the middle six starting for them. I mean, so that's, not, that's not a good... That's not a good I, lo- I love Matthew Olivier for, for what he does, but that's not a guy that you want to put right there in your middle six all the time. You know, Eric Goodbranson, they gave him $4 million a year. For over the- oh God, that was nuts. Yeah, I agree. And Eric Goodbranson is consistently maybe one of the worst defensemen in the entire NHL. Like, it's... It's unbelievable, but he's it, it's he you know he does a lot of little things well, and he's the type of guy that coaches one on there, you know, just because he's going to fulfill a couple of roles for you, but he's not going to blow anybody away. Um, and so you know, but these are guys that are just not not great. Uh, they've got their the pipeline again goaltending. If 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 Elvis you know is hurt or he can't play the whole thing, Tarasov was fine, but. They've got they've got really nothing in the pipeline. And so I mean, I don't see this I can't see them finishing above like like fifth in the in the metro feels like a like a optimistic view for them. I think, I think part true. of it's like the metro division is just so good. Like I, <laughs> I, I feel like I mean their centers aren't bad. Like they have, you know, they have Jenner, they have Fantilli, and then they have Sillinger, who I really like. Like I like I think he'll take a big step forward this year. Um, 
Isn't yeah, there an incentive though to be bad longer because of kind of what you're saying with how stacked the this division is at the moment? Like if you're Columbus or you're a Columbus fan, you're like, no, let's let's stay in the lottery for a little bit longer here. I mean, you'd think so. I mean, I if I was a Columbus fan, I'd probably say, I mean, I think they're going into this year and being like, you know, what happens happens, kind of like a Preds fans mindset. By the time the the new year rolled around last season, it was just kind of like, you know what, let's just. Preds fans are going to know what to do with this year. Just the numbness yeah, they've had of just like we're going to be around an eight seed just for years and years, and just the kicking the can down the road, the rebuild. Like I don't think they're going to know what to do with themselves with expectations well, we'll this year. We'll, we'll get talk, into we'll, that. We'll, I say yeah. when we get closer to to the season, I've got a whole thing to say about how I think this season is going to be a a revolution. I think for Nashville fans, but we can talk about that later yeah, for sure. Uh, Brian. Next team up here on the list, I'm going to throw this one to you, the Pittsburgh Penguins, who made a big trade and have been very active this offseason. Kyle Dubas coming in from Toronto after being let go there after many years leading the Maple Leafs. Kind of Mm -hmm. a surprise hire, um, but one, if you're, I think, a Pins fan, you're pretty excited uh, based on the track record and where you've been the last couple of years in uh, Pins hockey. Uh, What do you make of what the Pins have done this summer and uh, your grade and where they're they're headed? I hate to admit it, but I think Pittsburgh had an excellent, maybe one of the best, you know, maybe top five of any team offseason this year. I mean, I think they did everything right the way that they they should and i think if you're a pittsburgh fan you should be excited i think that feeling has probably changed um you know quite a bit you know over the ebbs and flows of the offseason i think there was a point you know early on where pittsburgh fans probably weren't too happy with it but again dubas i saw him you know i got to actually listen to him do his first kind of like big press thing at the nhl draft um with the pittsburgh penguins he's he basically you know, named himself, uh, you know, GM and and um, uh, president of, of of operations. So he's he's running the show there. I think it's, it's, it was a perfect landing spot for him. I think he's still one of the better minds uh, in hockey. He's a kind of guy that you want for a team that you know, can, you know, a team that's got a lot of history but can can improve going forward. And obviously, that didn't quite happen with Toronto, but uh, I think he's going to be pretty successful. I mean, obviously, the biggest thing is the move to get Eric Carlson, which, you know, you can't, you just, you can't, you can't say enough about that. I mean, they are, you know, it, it's, it's going to be a big thing for them. I think they've got, they're in the twilight years of, of the, the Crosby and Malkin and all that, like those, those days. And so most likely, you know, they don't have much longer. And I think that, you know, Carlson, He's not going to have, I don't think he's going to have the season he had last year, but I could be wrong. He's on a much better team, but you know, you don't need him to be good for a long time. I mean, you know, he's a guy that, you know, people have been very divisive on him and, and what he brings and what his contract is. I mean, if you look at him now though, I mean, he's, you know, the the penguins, they didn't have to take on the entire, (laughs) that entire contract. I mean, they, there's parts of it, but you know, they even said, Dubas said that they'd be happy starting opening night with 22 players on the roster. So, you know, I think that they've they've made that room for him. You've got Crosby under contract for two more years, Malkin for under contract for three more years. Um, you know, I, I can't believe that Jeff Carter is still in the NHL, but he's still there. The, uh, the uh, you know, Jeff Carter is like, I think, 
has had more success than any other NHL player against Pecorine over his career, hmm. which I'm sure Jeff and people who have been fans, you know, for a long time can probably remember because apparently Jeff Carter in LA would just go Jeff off. Jeff Carter in LA was, he was a beast, man. I, Cause they, you know, they played the devils in that 2012 cup final and he just, yeah, that, Oh boy. I remember watching that in a hotel room. That was, that was a fun series for the Kings fans. Uh, but, but, yeah, no, he was he was a he was a force. Even with the Flyers, I thought he was all right. Like he's, I mean, he's just he's just a solid like middle six guy. He's yeah, just kind of hangs around and just you know he does his thing. Yeah, I mean, and, and so I think with Pittsburgh, you know, they made a lot of good moves to kind of shore up some things. I think I thought they were going to go a little bit. I thought they'd maybe add a little bit more offensively, and they didn't really do that. But I mean, they did. They added Noel Carey, uh, Lars Eller, and Matt Nieto. Like those will be good middle. You know, like those will be good defensive players. I think they'll be fine. Um, with the Riley Smith trade, I like that quite a bit. I think that really worked out for them. Um, you know, because since Jason Zucker is on the way out, and then Ryan Graves, it's fine. It's four point five million with a no trade contract, no trade clause. I'm not sure, but he's 28. It's a little bit of an overpay, but that's that's fine. You've got him locked down long term. Um, Trist, they I didn't know that I didn't think they were going to bring back Tristan Jari to be honest, mm. and I don't. They really did too much to, you know, they got uh, Alex Nedeljkovic um, as backup, but I, you know, I would have thought. And then Jake Gensel, he's on an IR now. I, I think what I think the last news was maybe a month into the season. Uh, I think so. Um, so you know, like. I think, but I think overall they did just really well. I can't, you know, I would have given them even, I think probably like a B minus um, if they hadn't, they hadn't added Carlson, but Carlson, you know, puts them back up. They've got a legitimate shot. If goaltending can hold up, they've got a legitimate shot to be a good team over the last two years of Crosby's current, you know, contract. Not, you know, I say only like last two years, he's not going to, he's either going to retire or play for Pittsburgh, I'm sure. But you know, I think they did the right. The, if you're a Pittsburgh fan, you've got to be happy. I mean, I think one of the other moves that was probably one of the best moves that they made that's not even really mentioned is they got rid of Mikel Granlin's contract. You know, that was one that I don't, nobody in Nashville or Pittsburgh understood why Pittsburgh did that. Um, it's just, he was a guy that was just, it, it was not going well. I thought that he had, I still think he has more to his game that, you know, he's going to be a better player than he has been, but he was, last season one of the worst players in the entire nhl um just and it's it's crazy to think of that because he was a guy that you know nashville he kind of changed nashville and made them a little bit better when he came in but again like he was like the top the bottom 20 players um goals above replacement so yeah i'm giving pittsburgh an a i i can't you know i can't think of any reason why you know not to give them a really great grade do you think they are a contender next year. Final thing there. Do you think they're a contender for the cup? But it surprised you if they're in the Stanley Cup finals. Um, I would say it would. Su- I would be kind of surprised again, but it would be just only because I think there's there are teams that are in a better off position, even mm. even in the Metro. But I, you know, I fully expect them to probably you know to be not be a wild card, like make the playoffs, not be a wild card. I think they can be a team that could you know they could probably make it to the conference finals depending on how goaltending holds out, but. Uh, I don't know that I would I'd see them as a as a favorite for for the Stanley Cup or even just to get there. I like it. Jeff, Philadelphia, cross town here. The Philadelphia Flyers. Are you a fan of what 
those Flyers have done. And just a very stable, very healthy, very good organization that has a good head on their shoulders uh, more years than not. Just everything normal and good all the time with the Flyers. Is that what's happened this summer? Well, it's always sunny in Philadelphia. So, no, I mean, they... (laughs) The Flyers are, are interesting. They, you know, they got rid of Kevin Hayes. They got rid of... Ivan Provorov, which we already talked about. Kevin Hayes is, you know, he was one of their top centers, and now he's gone. Um, they they haven't really done much. Um, you know, they have Sean Couturier and Cam Atkinson, who are who may come back at some point. I you know I don't know. I honestly like that news has gotten kind of so jumbled up that I'm just not sure what to believe at this point. Um, Are you a big Cal Peterson guy? Eh. 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 Yeah. Is that I like mean, the best way to describe the Flyers offseason? Eh. Yeah, I mean, yeah. It's, it's eh. I, would think, <laughs> I, would think, I would think that would be a very optimistic person if, you, if they're giving you that reaction to. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, they have, I mean, they have guys that, you know, uh, Owen Tippett, should take a step forward. Um, Travis Konechny's usually pretty good. If he stays healthy this year, he'll be fine. Um, and, you know, they, they signed uh, Garnet Hathaway and, and Ryan Paling. Um, and uh, let's see, who else did they sign? They also signed, uh, oh, yeah, Mark Stahl. Um, you know, so not really be any big uh, upgrades in any department, just kind of, putting warm bodies and roster holes that they have. Um, I guess you could say shoring up the bottom six. Um, and then I guess shoring up, shoring up the bottom pair. Um, but yeah, I mean, they haven't Not really maybe done the talent here, but they're, they're, the roster spots have been filled. Like, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Like they have, I mean, they have young guys. They drafted Matt Bay Mitchkov, which, you know, yep. praise be Daniel Briere. Good work. Um, that's going to be something to watch. Uh, unfortunately, not over here in North America, but over in Russia. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, their their off season just kind of hasn't been much of anything. You know, they they have they have guys on their roster right now, like you know Morgan Frost and Joel Farabee and Noah Cates and and all these guys that have had NHL time, and they're you know they're just trying to take a step forward next year, um, and. I think that's just kind of where we sit now. Um, Here's you know, a question. They, yes. Keith Jones, Kyle Dubas, who has more success in their rebuild slash restructuring over the next five years? Well, that's hard because they're in different points in their, you know, the, the flyers have, have taken, have, they've been bad for a while. Whereas the penguins are going to keep trying to contend as long as Sidney Crosby is, breathing air on NHL ice. So, um, well, that could be for a long time. Like, I just, yeah, that man. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, he said, he said before he'd play to his, he'd play into his forties. So that doesn't surprise me. No. Um, yeah, I think, I think that's interesting. I think that's, I think like, I think, I think Kyle Dubas will do a better job considering where his team is and what their future looks like. Um, cause I don't think the pens are going to go into a rebuild retool for a while. So 
yeah, yeah I would, I'd give I would it. Say, I'd give the, they, like Pittsburgh's definitely like over the next three years. I think Dubas is going to end up doing the better job because there's probably going to be more success. Hmm. But you talk about five years, you know, they may be at that point where they're trying to kind of start loading back up. And they, you know, if they had to rebuild like this next, you know, after this season, I don't think they'd be in a great spot, but I don't think that's yeah. kind of the issue. So, and then it's Philadelphia. I just, you know, you can't trust them to, to do anything. <laughs> yeah. And even yeah. Flyers fans will know, will know that they, you know, they're, they oh, the Chuck Fletcher the era was the, Ch- the Chuck Fletcher era was hard on them. I feel bad. I feel like my entire lifetime has been hard on them. Uh, <laughs> is, uh, if you talk to some Flyers fans, did you just, yeah, it's just been struggle bus organization for a long yeah. time. Uh, Brian, an organization well, that has not been a struggle bus. Uh, what was your grade, uh, Jeff? Uh, I just give them like a C, right in the middle. They didn't do much to to wow me. C minus. That's probably the same. I mean, they bought out Tony D'Angelo. So, yes, I mean, they did. Uh, Woo! Yeah, so that's a thing. But I mean, they've got like over five million dollars in buyouts and dead cap. They got like three something for Kevin Hayes. Did you know that they're still paying Ilya Brzezgalov, even though it doesn't count against yes. the cap? Yes, I did. And <laughs> it's only because it's only because uh, the friends over at Broad Street Hockey have some Brzezgalov lore that is is spanned over his contract so yeah yeah Yeah. um oh and also ryan ellis may not be coming back to play so yeah i will say there's one guy that i think i like a whole lot is uh uh, tyson forrester too i like what he's done in lehigh valley in the ahl Mm -hmm. i think he's going to be pretty good but they have some interesting guys like i think i think they'll the real question is how you know john tortorella just what does he want i mean they're not good enough to contend for a playoff spot, but he won't, you know, there's the young guys in the roster are, you know, I never really feel like they got it. They get a chance. Like, yeah. I mean, Cam York, another guy who will be interesting to watch this year. Um, yeah. I don't know. They're, 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 a, they're a funny team. <laughs> funny team. Indeed. Um, a team that I don't think's ever been referred to as a funny team. The Washington Capitals. Brian Baston, where are the Capitals at this point in time based on what they've done this offseason? Yeah, so they're um, they're an, they're an interesting story. I mean, so I think immediately you could say they hired Spencer Carberry as their head coach, um, which I think was the best coaching hire of the offseason. Uh, I think Carberry is going to be excellent. I think he's the right kind of guy to get that team that 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 team, you know, continuing to move forward, you know, when they can. You know, seeing as that they kind of have the same thing with Pittsburgh, they've got a generational talent that's getting towards the end of his career um, and Alex Ovechkin. So, I mean, but he's still obviously Alex Ovechkin, you know, so um, but it's also not, you know, not only did they get Carberry, which was just a great hire in by itself, but they got rid of Peter LaViolette and, you know, Peter LaViolette's, you know, no longer kind of has his mark on that organization. And I think that's a huge thing for, for them. Um you know, they had they got Ryan Leonard eighth overall uh, in the draft, which I think was a really, really good pick. He'll be at BC for probably what another year, two years, Jeff. Yeah, I mean, probably. I don't see yeah. him, you know, coming out for a couple of years. Same with like Will Smith. I think Will Smith's not going to be, you know, he'll probably be a year. But yeah, um, you know, but I mean, they had one of the better, I think one of the better, like, I'm not going to say under the radar signings, but just they got Mac, uh, 
Pacioretty for uh, two point five million dollars for one year, which I think is an excellent, excellent, uh, you know, gamble to take because it's very low risk and it could be a pretty high reward. And he's another guy I've always wanted kind of to to see what he could do in Nashville. Um, you know, Washington they they did just re-sign uh, Tom Wilson, which is you know obviously smart. He's that kind of guy that you hate him if you don't have him on your team, but you would would love. And I usually you know kind of scoff at that and be like, yeah, I don't think that's true. But Tom Wilson's one, definitely one of those guys. They've got a, you know, Washington has a weird salary cap situation going on. It's not, it's not ideal. Um, but, you know, they, they didn't, you know, they didn't get that much worse. I think they're a team that improved in a lot of areas and on paper is probably either kind of like a little, a little bit better than what they were. I like, I kind of like where they're at, but again, they're at the end of their their window, I think, you know, of what this co- the core of this team, you know, your TJ Oshie, um, you know, those types of guys. And, you know, Carberry could be the thing that the, the coach that helps put them over, extend, you know, put them back into contention. Um, I, I just I think their offseason was was pretty great. I mean, considering what the, the salary cap that they had to work with and what they've got, um, I'd give them a B for it just because I think that they, they took care of business kind of where they, where they really needed to. Um, and which is always good. And, you know, they didn't, they, I think Joel Edmondson came in, which I think is, is fine. I don't think it's that, that great, but you know, you still have guys like, uh, Dylan Strom, who's, you know, really, really been pretty good, you know? And so, yeah, I say a good B for their offseason B plus, I think, um, are you worried at all that they missed the playoffs for the first time in a decade, that they just jump right back into it? Or do you think this is a team that might be headed for a, a quasi-rebuild here and might miss it for the next couple? Um, I'm going to say that they should be a wildcard team. Um, I wouldn't be too, super surprised, again, if they, um, you know, if they don't make the playoffs. I just think that they have more talent and they've got a better coach now that I think that, that they should be, you know, at least be able to get in as a wild card, if not more. I don't know. I, I, I like the direction they're going, but again, kind of like Pittsburgh, they're in that kind of gray area of, you know, how much longer can we, can we ride this out? Because, you know, it's not like Nashville where Nashville was trying to hold out for two or three years after their, you know, their window probably closed but they didn't, they never had a Crosby or a, you know, any of those types of guys. So it's a little bit different situation. And if any, if any two teams could, could pull it off, it would be Pittsburgh and Washington. So yeah, probably middle of the Metro. I think they're a wild card team, but good off season B plus again, Carberry probably drives just a ton of that grade because it was such a good hire. I like it. Uh, Jeff, New York, a little bit here. Look, we're going to go back and forth with the two New York teams. The New York Islanders. Are they moving in the right direction? Are they a team that's had a good offseason? Where are you at with the Islanders? Uh, I mean, kind of where I'm at with the Flyers, to be honest. They just didn't really do much. Um, you know, they... I think the biggest thing that they that they did was re-signing a bunch of guys. They signed uh, Pierre Engvall. They did, you know... Lou Lamarillo did his thing, uh, $3 million for seven years, you know, good old Colton Sisson's contract there. Um, <laughs> and then, uh, the big one was, you know, re-signing Ilya Sorokin, um, which that's their franchise goalie. He's phenomenal. He was 
arguably the best goalie in the in the league this year by some statistics and um, I guess the NHL GMs thought he was pretty good too because he ended up being a, a Vesna finalist. Um, but yeah, I think you know th- those are those are that's kind of all they they did. Um, they they you know they got out of Josh Bailey's contract. They re-signed Scott Mayfield, but nothing nothing else. I, like I don't you know there wasn't a ton happening on Long Island and. Uh, you know, I think the Islanders, they're they're an interesting team just because they have guys that could be, you know, pretty solid. Like Noah Dobson's really good. Obviously, Matthew Barzell is fantastic. If he could play more than 58 games next season, that would be ideal. Um, <laughs> Brock Nelson scored almost this year, which is nuts to me. Um, you know, Andrews Lee, 30. Um uh, yeah, I mean, they just—they're in a—they're—they're kind of like the the Penguins in a way, but just with less star power. They're just kind of old, and they don't have a ton of young guys outside of Barzal and Dobson that are like huge impact guys. You know, I think Oliver Wallstrom is is a guy that you know could be that, but he only played thirty five games last year. Um, I, it's just it's just kind of a weird you know they're they're in a weird situation their prospect pool isn't great um but that it's not i don't think they did anything to kind of like ruin that i guess like they didn't make it any worse um are they a playoff team next year uh you know i'll say if sorokin has the kind of year that he did this year i could see it I mean, it requires a lot of other things to to go right as well, um, but Il- I mean, Ilya Sorokin is is what drives that team. I think, um, especially now since he's had two like a year or two of like really, really good play. Um, I think he's I think he's a difference maker on that team. Um, I think you know Barzell playing, you know a full season or close to it is, is going to be a big factor as well. Um, yeah. I mean, I, I think, I think I'd give them probably like a C just, they didn't do much, you know, signing a guy in Pierre Engvall who's good. I mean, he has, he plays his role really well. Um, solid four checker, good penalty killer. He can generate offense when he wants to, he's a good skater. Um, you know, I think signing him for $3 million isn't bad, but seven years is an interesting one. Um, and they got Sorokin to, to, to extend. So that's, you know, that's the biggest part of that, um, kind of Lou Lamarillo handing out contracts bit. Um, yeah, I'd probably give him a C just right smack in the middle. They didn't do much to improve. They didn't do much to get worse. Yeah. I love I it. Would, Go I would Islanders. <laughs> yeah. I mean, so Hold the Sor- steady. The Sorokin one was like, they had to do that. You know, I think he's a guy who's going to be a Vesna finalist type of guy for a long time. And so it was a smart move to get him. Um, but I mean, I also consider the off season, you know, I, I would almost include, even though if he spent about almost half the season with them, uh, the, you know, Bo Horvat, I think he's going to be a good player. They're paying him to be a good player. And I think he will be. Um, and I love Matt Parzal. He's one of my favorite 
players in the NHL to watch just period like of any player um I've always my my dream has always been to have Forsberg and Barzal on the same line I just think that would be awesome to watch but yeah I mean they didn't they didn't do anything I think you know getting rid of you know a couple of contracts that they didn't need was was great but yeah they just kind of sat there didn't seem like there was much movement either way um you know coaches coming into the second year of his of his you know his tenure and so yeah it's gonna be interesting i like uh lane lambert so yeah c's probably right i like it flipping across to the rangers dolan zone new york rangers brian baston are they trending up and better than where the islanders are another uh interesting offseason here but yeah yeah so let's we'll start we'll start First, there is the unknowns of Patrick Kane and Vladimir Tarasenko. I think, you know, they weren't, I don't think they were expecting to bring either one of them back. (laughs) Mm. Uh, And right now, there's no, I don't think there's any way that they could fit them in without making some huge moves. I'm kind of surprised. Tarasenko's in Ottawa. Is he? Oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. I'm surprised the Kane thing has lasted longer, but I don't think, I didn't think he was going to come back. And I don't think even more so he's going to come back, but we'll get into that reason why later um, besides just cap implications. But, you know, they, they went and they got Jonathan quick uh, to back up um, Igor, which is fine. Um, I, I don't know that he was necessarily, uh, you know, a guy that you want to have in there. I think he's at the end of his career and that if something happens to, to Shurseskin, like he's, he's not a guy who's going to win, you know, be going to perform really well in like 35 games, you know? Um, I always like Jonathan quick, but he's just, you know, you just get at the thing. Um, Blake Wheeler, I think is a, is a, was a cool, well, good signing. I think for them, I think that will work out really well. Um, they brought in one of my favorites, Nick Bonino, which, you know, he's not going to make that team a hundred percent better, a hundred percent worse. But then again, you know, Sidney Crosby's never won a cup without Nick Bonino. So, you know, that's what you you know, who's really the greatest of all time in Penguins history, honestly. Um, but they've got, you know, they've got a good mix of, of you know, they've got, you know, Capocaco, they've got Alex Lafreniere, um, Adam Fox, who I think is maybe one of my favorite defensemen in the entire, entire league. Um, you know, Eric Gustafson, eh, fine. Um, it's less than a million dollars. So I, I think that's, that's, ju- that's just fine. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I think they are a team that actually, too, you know, looking at like advanced metrics and things like that, they're definitely a team, I think, that got better on paper. I think they added a lot more offensive ability. Sorry if you guys can hear that thunder out there. It's crazy. No. Um, well, um, it adds so ambiance. I, I always like an ASMR podcast. I like a little bit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, I mean, like with personnel move, moves and things like that, I would say like a BB minus. But they went and hired Peter Laviolette to be their head coach. And Peter Laviolette is good at a lot of things. Again, he's a guy who's brought three teams to the Stanley Cup final. I think he's still the only coach who's ever done that. Mm. Um, you know, he is a guy that you don't bring him in for a rebuild. You bring him in with a team that's kind of plateaued a little bit. And his job will be to get you into the playoffs at a consistent basis and be a team team that will get to like the second round most of the time. But past that, it's it's not nothing. Not much is going to happen. Like I don't. He, this is a guy that, you know, I don't like this hire be, for a lot of reasons. And this is, you know, 
aside from just personal biases or anything like that. But I mean, like, he is not the kind of guy that I want in charge of Capo Caco and Ale- uh, Alexis Lafreniere. Like, it's we, we've all seen in Nashville. I mean, under Peter Laviolette, Nashville could not develop a homegrown forward to save their lives. I mean, you could. He's another count. Gerard Gallant. He's just going to be. St- he's, he's just. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I, I, he's he's an older mind who who's. I mean, I like Gerard Gallant's offensive scheme better for for them, but like in terms of stubbornness and playing veterans who can hit people and grit and all that stuff. I feel like they're kind of in the same boat. Yeah, I mean, like, I, I, I think when they made that hire, like, I was like, oh, we're not, like, Patrick Kane definitely is not going to want to come back and play for La Violette. Like, I just can't see that. And again, they can't even re-sign him, and I'm very surprised that, that people are, you know, Kane's still out there waiting. But, yeah, it's not, it's not Come on, great. Nashville, get on it. <laughs> yeah, right? Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, it's like, but I still think, like, it's, I don't know, I would, I would make their offseason, I would push it to, to you know, they got Gabe Peralt, which, 23rd, which I think was a very, very good pick. Um, and they've got, you know, they're kind of in the, an area, a good spot to where, like, yeah, they're not a contender, contender yet, but, like, they also have stuff in the pipeline, you know, so they're not going to have a drop-off if they decide that, you know, they're not going to. I mean, because you still have, you know, you still have Panarin, which, you know, you have... Uh, Zabanajad, like, or how do you say his last name? I, I've always just called him Zabanajad. That's it. I'm sorry. Yeah. Uh, like he's incredible. Chris, yeah, uh, Chris Kreider, <laughs> awesome. Vincent Trocheck, I think you know, fine. I think I, I, I like him a lot. Um, they still have Jimmy VC, which is just hilarious to me. Um, but you know, then you got that and Jacob Truba, um, Adam Fox again, like one of the better defenseman in the entire league and then Shosheskin's again probably top five goaltender um you know so it's they didn't you know I'm gonna say a c for their offseason c minus actually but they're also a team that like they're gonna be good I think they're going to be very good I think they're probably going to finish first or second um in the in the conference um and can could go on but man I just Knowing what I know about Peter Laviolette and his complete inability to adjust in the playoffs against the team, you know, it works in the regular season so much because you're not playing the same team five, six, seven times in a row. And we watch, I mean, we saw it for the last like three playoff runs for Nashville with Laviolette, which is like he just would not make adjustments to the to what they were the strategy throughout the series. And teams figured out what they could do to beat Nashville and they did it. Um, so, you know, they had a lot of promise. This could have been a much better off season if they could have done better in their signing. But then again, again, he's taken teams to three Stanley cups. So maybe he can do it again. I just, I don't think so. I love it. Uh, final, uh, upper Northeastern team here before we get into maybe the most interesting good team here, uh, in this division, Jeff. New Jersey Devils, you're a big Devils guy, and I think you're going to be very glowing yep. here in what they're doing. Is that correct? That is correct. Yeah, I'm a I'm a huge fan of of what they've done this off season. Um, I think Tom Fitzgerald is really good at his job. Uh, so let's see where where to where to begin. Uh, they. <laughs> You know, Ryan He's Graves speaking is, about this team like they're his <laughs> child, just got this award. They're about to graduate high school. They're like, where to begin with? Uh, it, was, it was honestly rough for me because it's like I wanted to take the Rangers so I could say my piece, but 
I was like, man, I really wish I could talk about the the Devils because, man, this is a fun team. This They're is very like fun. y'all's and Jace like, team. If like the Preds are just uh, abominable all year long, you're like, I'm putting my emotional investment in our large I, adult I, I did last year. Devils, I mean, yeah. like, it's great. Like they like just from even from like an objective point of view, they're a very fun team to watch. They play a really fast game. They have guys that are just so fun. Like they just fly around the ice. You know, when you have a line of Timo Meyer, Jack Hughes, and Jesper Bratt, I mean, only like so much is possible. Like it's just mm-hmm. it's. And having been or having watched the Preds all my life, it, it it's it's it really like it gets you going. Like it's 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 super fun. Um but yeah, I mean this offseason they've they've done a lot. Um, you know, they they got rid of Damon Severson, um, got rid of Mackenzie Blackwood, which that wasn't working out. So <laughs> right. Oh well, you know, wish him luck. Um part of it isn't really his fault. He had to deal with some injuries and just a whole bunch of crap. Um Tyler Toffoli, that's a good little ad there in the top six. Um, <clears throat> that'll be that'll be a fun one to watch. Um, got rid of Yegor Sharangovich. Um, he's going to Calgary, but I think, you know, oh, well, it's Tyler <laughs> Toffoli. Um, yeah, and I think that, you know, they're, they're going to – Ryan Graves is gone, um, which means, you know, Luke Hughes is going to get um, more of a role. And, the you know, there's – the potential for Simon Nemich to to hop into the to the top six, um, especially with the addition of, you know, Colin Miller, who I love. I love Colin Miller. I think he's a you know he's a good kind of he'll he'll be a good partner for Luke Hughes. I think, um, you know, lefty righty pair. One guy's a veteran who can hit people and play solid defense. The other's a young kid that can fly and create offense like it's nothing. Um, yeah, I think I'd be interested to see if if Simon Nemich is is gonna find his way into the the six defenseman at some point this year. Um, Alexander Holtz is still around, uh, believe it or not. Um, so that will be that'll be an interesting one um, to watch. I think you know he hasn't really caught his stride yet. Still very young, of course, but he's you know they they need him to kind of get ready to go and and start you know making an impact at the nhl level because he he just hasn't you know he hasn't gotten there yet um and yeah i mean they signed uh both jesper bratt and timo meyer two long-term extensions with which is huge um and you know they 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 really needed that well i mean one of the questions coming into the offseason was brat they hadn't they hadn't signed brat to a to a deal all year um and you know people were clamoring for that to happen um and they got it done um even in even though at times it looked like it was you know it was going to be a struggle or a challenge to get finalized um yeah i mean they were they were good last year or they were great last year um you know finished with a 112 points i believe jack hughes i think is going to hit 100 points this year um so that'll be is there a path where jack is ever the best player in hockey no okay what's the best case scenario what's what what how high can he get i mean i argue he was top three last year at least top five okay what is the one thing that Connor mcdavid does better than him that he can never 
I mean, everything. I mean, that's yeah. hard. That's a hard comparison. He scores. He scores fifty more points a year. Like I like. I mean, if if Connor McDavid, he he's just. I don't know. I think if you put Connor McDavid on this Devils team, I think he scores one hundred sixty points. Yeah. Mm. Like I I think I mean that might be a bold prediction, but considering what he's doing with this Oilers team, I mean I. I it wouldn't shock me at all. Um, Should they yeah, consider think, that? Would they like a trade for Connor McDavid for the yeah. the Devils? What would that look like? No, there's nothing. Yeah, I mean, no, yeah. Hmm. Um, yeah. I mean, I think I think an interesting one is uh, is or an interesting piece of this puzzle is goaltending because hmm. so last year or the year before last year, the Devils were actually a decent team. Mm. But they didn't. They had the league's worst goaltending by a very wide margin, um, and that was due to injuries and poor performances and yada yada yada. But last year, Vitek Vanacek was really good, and they mm. ended up with 112 points in the standings. And uh, you know, I think that they, I think Akira Schmid is is going to be the X factor here because. You know, we know what Vitek Vanacek can do, but we saw what Akira Schmidt can do in the playoffs when Vitek kind of faltered and he wasn't as good as, you know, people thought he would be. Um, you know, Akira Schmidt versus Igor Shosturkin was not really the playoff matchup for goaltending that you thought you'd get, but you got it. And Akira Schmidt came out, came out on top, which was, you know, it was pretty good. Although, granted, Shosturkin wasn't really helped out. I think he had he had one of the best playoffs by goal saved above expected or he had the best goal saved above expected until after the second round was gone so within the goalie battle i think he won but the, the, you know akira schmidt he the devils won the series so so it's you know that that's what matters but i you know i think he he's going to be a, he's going to be an interesting to piece piece to watch as well just because you know young goalie he's not going to be a starter um you know, Powell, Indy Ruff split kind of, you know, the, the, the workload. Um, and another thing that might be interesting to some is how the power play runs now that Andrew mm. Burnett is now the coach of the Nashville Predators. So, you know, they, there was a clear difference between these last couple of years in how power play ran and how, even how just the offense ran. So, you know, it'll be that'll be a fun kind of little piece to watch as well. I like you know, it. I'd probably give them like an A. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. think that's that's their lineup. Their their top six. I mean, if you I mean, if <laughs> you want even want to look at like okay, like their their top four, like the highest paid forwards. You know, Timo Meyer, Jack Hughes, Jesper Bratt, Nico Hishier, all twenty six or younger. They're all um, under nine million too. Yep, all under nine million dollars. Then you've got you know Andre Palat, Tyler Toffoli, which again, that's going to be such that's that's going to turn out to be such a good you know pickup for them. They still insist on having Eric Halla, which I don't understand, but that's fine. Um, you know they've got Dougie Hamilton, who I keep saying like, yeah, no, he's going to be back to being an elite guy. I just I I just have that feeling. He had a great him. year last year, man. Yeah, looked really uh, good. I like John Marino a lot. I think yes. that the fact that they're paying him four point four. Marino. Yes. The fact that they're paying him four point four, I think, is a, just a steal. And then you know the loss of Severson is not great, but 
Luke Hughes is over here. So what's what's the point? And then, you know, look at Vancheck and Schmidt. I mean, and Schmidt rated just, you know, just below what Kevin Lankinen did last season. And, you know, Vancheck was was still good. It's kind of hard to compare because, you know, I was going to say like comparing him to UC Soros, which, you know, Vancheck was like top 15 in the league, I think. You know, if you look at like goals above, repla- uh, above replacement, but like his, you know, his gar was half of what Soros's was. And that's not any fault of his own, really. It's just that, Soros and, and Sorokin and Olmark were all on a different different level. So, I mean, it's just such a fun team. And I think that I think we see like 40 games from uh, from from Holtz. I am still a huge believer in, in Alex Holtz. I think that he is. I don't know. I, I loved Alex Holtz in that draft. Um, I still think he's going to be an awesome, awesome player. And I if, agree. He, if, if even if he doesn't come in and perform like that seventh round overall pick from two years ago, like he's so dangerous. Like you, you have he's to sit there. And think like, yeah. And you're like, like, where do we, you know, like you could make an argument for putting him on like the third line, you know, like just because of the talent that's in front of him, you know, it's, I don't know the, the, jur- the, the devils have such a fun team, such a good team. Um, Maybe don't play Alexander Holtz for only 10 minutes a game. Yeah. That's also probably good, but yeah, probably a good idea when you have a really good score sitting on the bench for, you know, all that time and he only plays, he only averages 10 minutes a game. I feel like that's probably, you could probably do better than that. Yeah. yeah I like it. Fun team. Our final team here, the Carolina Hurricanes. Are they the best team in the Metro and have the best off season, Mr. Brian Baston? <sighs> it's, that's a hard question. I think I did say mistakenly that I think what, um, New York could finish first or second, but actually that was wrong. Um, it's going to be between New Jersey and Carolina, I think. And the, Car- the Carolina had a good season, a good off season. I think they were also banking or hoping to get Eric Carlson, which, you know, they didn't, but that's just how it goes. I think that they're a team that could survive without adding a piece like Carlson. Um, you know, they, they went and re-signed um, Tony D'Angelo, which he's such a lot. Like, aside from not being a great human being, um, he's like a really big liability at five on five. I mean, he's just not that kind of, he's not really going to, I don't know. I just don't see the point of it. I think that they got rid of him, you know, two years ago. And I think that was a good, good thing for them as an organization and to turn around and get him back. Yeah, fine. Um, you know, they my, they brought they they signed the oldest uh NHL rookie in in history in Michael Bunting, which I think is a very good uh very good signing for them. Uh, Orlov, I think is another really good sign. I mean, that's 12 million dollars for for both of them and they're both shorter contracts. So, you know, that's good. They got Jordan Stahl re-signed, which I think was was really what they needed to do. Um Anderson and Ronta are both are both uh re-signed, but I'm not crazy about them as a goaltending tandem, to be honest. Um, you know, these are both guys that bottom, you know, like it, they're not, they're not franchise, you know, saving goaltenders. I really have Freddie Anderson. I don't think he's going to be that great for much longer. And if, if mm. he can even do that, you know, there's, there's uh Kachetkov, which I think we're going to see a lot more of him, but that, I'm just not impressed really by by their goaltending. I think 
but they don't, you know, they may not need it. You know, they still have the, the Ageless Wonder and, and, and Brent, Brent Burns, Brady Shea, Brent Pesci. So I think those are good. They just signed Caleb Jones, which I don't know if he's going to play very much. Um, but, but they still got Seth Jarvis, who's one of my favorite younger players, you know, uh, be Fast, Jordan Martinuk. You know, it, it's Sebastian Ajo, again, with his new deal getting signed for next year. Andre Svechnikov needs to have an insane year next year. I think he will. Sevechikov is one. Yeah, I think so too. So, I mean, they he's got to come off the injured list and, and get it going. Mm-hmm. And yeah, yeah. I, I mean, like, it's hard for me to give them a bad grade because they didn't really do anything, you know, bad. Uh, even D'Angelo, it's not like they signed him to be their, their first pair defender. Um, and, you know, they were, of my four teams, they were the only one that didn't have a front office, a head coach, or a GM change. Um, and I think that speaks very well to what they've been building and how good they, they've been, um, you know, f- consistently. I mean, they they got, um, uh, was it Bradley Natterau, uh 30th? It's a first first-round pick since 2020. Um, so obviously, you know, the depth is probably not quite where you, where you want it, but they've, they're a team that did manage to hand to do, do well, whether, even if they don't, their pipeline isn't, you know, filled with guys that are high, high impact, you know, prospects. So, I mean, I would say a B plus just because they didn't do anything wrong, really. Um, even D'Angelo is a $1.6 million for one year. So, yeah, I mean, this is, I think this would be, are you leaning more if you had to guess right now who based on their off season and where they're both at who do you lean more likely to win this division next year the hurricanes the devils i'm gonna say the devils i think mm. i want i initially came into this thinking it was going to be carolina but i think carolina again i'm not i don't think their goaltending is at a level that's going to sustain in like a long playoff run i think they can do it just from sheer talent you know to get you know pretty deep in there but I think the Devils just kind of have a more complete team and they they're you know Carolina has the reputation of being a you know being the Corsi Corsi champs and you know being high high pace you know exciting to watch and I always do enjoy watching them as a team I just don't think they have quite you know had they been able to add uh Carlson mm. I don't know what would have gone the other way probably a couple forwards but you know that I could see them making, you know, being the better team on paper than the Devils. But I just, I don't think, and, you know, it's rough because, you know, even if you're the second best in the Metro, you know, you know, you're a very good team. You're going to be a team that's, you know, over, you know, easily over a hundred points, whatever. But, you know, I would say the other top teams in the, in the, in the league are, you know, you're going to have to start with, you know, Boston, you know, see what Edmonton, but Toronto, you know, like there's a lot of top heavy teams in the East. And so, you know, Carolina would could could be, you know, they could probably contend or, you know, almost win the Western Conference next year, you know, if that's what they're what they doing. But, you know, if they, if they got a rougher road to travel, I think. And uh, I, I just like the Devils and what they've got and the way they're positioned to win now. Even, But that's nothing to take away from what Carolina has done because, you know, again, the only team of the four I reviewed that hadn't made a change at head coach or GM. So this is... a they knew what they were doing. Like they, they had one first round pick late in the late in the round. They came in. They have their business. You know, that's nothing new. They're not trying to reinvent themselves this this off season like a lot of teams are. And you know, that's going to pay off. They're going to be a very very good team. I think they finish second. Do you agree, Jeff? They finish second, or do you think they actually finish first here over the Devils? 
Yeah, I mean, I think they finished second, but I mean, I'm not. I don't think it's not going to be close. I think. I mean, I think even this past season, the race was really close, and Carolina ended up finishing first. But could know, both was, win the cup? Was, yeah. Okay. I could see. I mean, I think that's where Carolina really. I mean, the real question is where's where is their scoring going to come from because they can't have Sebastian Ajo getting like sixty points a year or whatever. Um, but yeah, I, I mean. I think I think the playoffs is where Carolina does the most damage. I don't think mm-hmm. they're, you know, I think they're a great regular season team, but the the beauty of what they do is that they're they're a great regular season team that that can hold steady in going into the playoffs and they can go, you know, they can if 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 things go right, which they haven't recently. Um I think if things go well, I could totally see the 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 Hurricanes winning the cup. I think I, I think I could see the Devils winning the cup as well. I, I think either of those two teams, I think those two teams will be battling it out at the top of the Metropolitan, and then you know we'll see when playoffs come around. I have a question for you before we move off of them, Jeff. Would you agree or disagree with my statement in which I think I think Rod Brindamore? Could be the best coach in the NHL right now. Hmm. Hmm. Uh, I probably agree. I mean, he's up there. He's top three. I would I say, think. like with uh, with Montgomery, uh, you know, John Cooper. I think. But I mean, Jared Bednar is really Bednar, good. Yeah. Like I think I, I think based on like longevity and what he's gotten his teams to do. I mean, granted, they haven't really gone that far in the postseason recently i don't think they've been past the second round but um you know they i like i think i think he's um yeah i mean i mean he's he's stuck around and it doesn't feel like his shelf life is done like i think with a lot of coaches you have you know you have a span of of five to six years where you're up and down or, or you're up and then the last couple years you're down or like you're up for five and you're down for one and then things kind of go haywire and like, you know, but I think that Rod Brandamore, we've, we've seen, we've seen his teams be great in the regular season and play a brand of hockey that can be suitable for the postseason and that can win them series. Um, you know, when, when they played Tampa, I think it was in the Eastern conference final, right. Or the second round, you know, they, 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 can, like they competed with them, they ended up the, the Lightning ended up going to win the Stanley Cup. Like, yeah, you know they they were they were neck and neck with them. So you know, I, I think I think I think if someone came up to me and was like, Rod Brindamore is the best coach in the NHL, I would be like, I can see it. I wouldn't be like, no. Like <laughs> I, I I would say I would say that that's a fair statement or a fair opinion to hold. I like it. Um. Well, that's the Metro, guys. That was a fun exercise. Yeah. Yeah, it's going to be a fun... It's going to be a very interesting... Like, I'm glad that Nashville's not doing their rebuilding in the Metro. That's that's for mm. sure. Because I think there's just... There's too much of a... You know, you've got teams that are really good right now. You've got teams that have the ability, you know, to... The, you know, the four teams that made in the playoffs last year, you know, Carolina, New Jersey, Rangers, and Islanders. Like, those are teams that are going to be good this year. I mean, that's just... They're going to be probably playoff teams. And you've got Pittsburgh and Washington who should be able to. And then you look down and then you have Philadelphia and Columbus who 
they're trying to rebuild and but you're not um, really worried about them though they just they seem to just find <laughs> playing a way the Metro back might into help this. them accelerate yeah. rebuilding just in the fact that you don't have a choice uh, yeah even if they're a better team it's not going to be great but you know it's it's a tough one I, it's hard it's hard to say if i think i think the metro has maybe might be the toughest conference or division in hockey no 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 i don't know it's uh it'll be fun though this is a this is a fun division with some teams that can win the cup at the top and then some sneaky ones who could potentially could like the pins um but very top heavy division i think they're we'll see if some of those bottom tier teams can break through and have a successful healthy surprise year uh who are we doing next week yeah who's next on the agenda well i think we'll hit the other the other eastern uh division so it'll be the atlantic with It'll be a lot of fun teams. We get to talk about Boston. We'll get to continue to talk about how much we love the Toronto Maple Leafs. I love um, the Carolina Hurricanes are not in the Atlantic. We have to talk about how the Senators are a juggernaut, and they, you know they'll never lose a game, and their top six is elite, and you know all that fun stuff. Yeah, the, the that you see all plan. over Sen's Twitter. Yes, I love yeah. it. Uh, Brian, what can the good folks check out from you and the team over at OnTheForeCheck.com this week? Um, yeah, so I mean, unless they've, we've got some news coming out, I don't think there's going to be too much. We'll probably be starting previews here very, very soon. Preview slash report cards for last year. Um, you know, we're just getting into, I think, what we, we've got about 58 days until until the NHL season uh, starts for Nashville. Um, so we got about a month of just kind of nothing and no hockey to deal with, which, you know, take your time, enjoy yourself. You know, it's too hot to be outside and going out to Bridgetown anyways right now. So uh, but once it comes back, you know, we'll have training camp and hopefully uh, we'll we get back into it and we'll be able to get inside a, a hockey rink again. And God, because I miss it. So, yeah, we're just we're in off season mode looking at all these other teams. But hopefully we'll if something happens, we'll we'll let you know. There you go. What about you, Jeff? Uh, Pinstripe Alley. The Yankees are dead. Um, Flames Nation. The Flames are dead. Uh, maybe like you writing about teams. Maybe that's the kiss. Of I know, death. Maybe, maybe this is the problem. Uh, right. <laughs> yeah. So Pinstripe Alley, you know, just kind of doing whatever. Yankees are fumbling around. I don't know what the hell's going on over there. Well, you'll be um, in the starting rotation sooner rather than later. I know for real. Uh, me and my me and my like five years of baseball. Uh, but yeah, no, they, they're, they're an interesting team right now. I will say that they're, they're chaotic and, you know, Luis Severino's arm is, I don't know what the hell happened to that. Um, yeah. So, you know, just kind of pushing two articles a week, potentially three, some just depends. And then, uh, Flames Nation, I have, uh, a Lindholm piece coming out soon. And then I'm going to do predictions for the upcoming season, ranging ranging in boldness. So that'll be fun. I like it. Brian, Jeff, thank you as always. And I'll talk to y'all next week. See you then. Nicely done, nephew. Chase Thomas Podcast. Hell yeah. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.